in January of 2020, long before many of us even knew that the pandemic was coming, we received a call from a research doctor at Mayo. She called us out of the blue, asking us if we had any suits or masks or other PPE to send back to her homeland, which unbelievably happened to be Wuhan, China. The Medical Alley podcast is brought to you by MentorMate. For over 20 years, the healthcare industry's largest companies have trusted MentorMate to guide their vision while designing and developing innovative digital products. Whether you're powering a medical device, overhauling your backend architecture, or reimagining your patient experience, MentorMate can help. Their global team takes a personalized and in-depth approach to deliver secure solutions in all sectors of healthcare. With deep expertise in design, development, cloud, and software support, MentorMate helps healthcare clients administer state-of-the-art care through technology. Trusted guidance, global expertise, secure integration. MentorMate delivers digital transformation at scale. Learn more at MentorMate.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone out there in Medical Alley. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Medical Alley podcast. I'm excited today by my guest, uh, one of our member organizations that is really a, a unique part of the healthcare, health technology ecosystem here and around the world. I'm going to be joined by uh, Vicki Bachman, who's the VP of Business Partnerships at Matter. Uh, and I think this is one where uh, it'll be a little bit different than the conversations we've had before in a really good way. So Vicki, thank you for coming on. Maybe you could um, introduce yourself a little bit and then tell us what is Matter? Great, thank you so much, Frank, for uh, having us on today. Uh, my name again is Vicki Bachman and I get to work with businesses of all kinds in the Twin Cities area to find uh, creative and meaningful ways for those businesses to engage with the activities that we are um, implementing here at Matter. So Matter was founded 23 years ago by a local couple here in the Twin Cities, Dennis and Megan Doyle, and they believed in the concept of repurposing. In the early days, we repurposed just about everything, and now we focus on medical repurposing. So our mission is to help people launch projects to improve communities. And we work with donors to implement their ideas on how they'd like to make the world a better place by focusing on four important areas, access to healthcare, agriculture, tech education, and healthy food. And our, our medical repurposing operation, uh, we call it Matter 360 helps hospitals with their sustainability issues by being a place where they can donate things they might normally throw away. And we save lives with what they give us. Maybe talk about that for me. So what are they donating? And then what are you doing with that that's saving lives? Well, the hospitals that we work with, and we're working with virtually every hospital in the Twin Cities area, they donate their excess medical equipment and supplies. So they could be expired goods. They could be equipment that they no longer need because there is a new and better piece of equipment that's out there that they're going to be bringing into their operation. 
And then it could be uh, devices of all kinds. They might change their procurement practices on one particular item, and they no longer need the one that they already have in inventory. And so those items all go to a warehouse that they are paying rent and they are holding. They would rather not throw them away. And so matter is a source for them to give them to us and then consequently, we are repurposing those and distributing them to hospitals and clinics overseas, thereby creating a place for, for people to have access to regular health care that we are all accustomed to, that perhaps people in other countries are not. Wow. That, okay. That's pretty darn cool. The stuff that would otherwise be wasted, repurposed helping people who otherwise wouldn't have access or would have less access to high quality care. So reduce waste on one side, increase health access and health quality on the other side. That's pretty darn great. I mean, you mentioned working with all the Twin Cities hospitals, and I I know you work with many others. What are we talking about for scale? Like how much stuff is out there? That's a great question. Um, Before COVID, The statistic that's out there is that over 5 million tons of non-hazardous medical hospital waste went into a landfill. So prior to COVID, the channel for, I mean, the challenge for supply chain and warehousing was big for these hospitals, but really not that huge. Now it's a massive problem. The waste could almost be double what it was just a few years ago. So uh, hospitals and warehouses for these hospitals are chock full of things that they no longer need. Much of it is from Chinese origin. In the past six months, Matter has helped in large ways to repurpose over 4,000 pallets of items, including PPE that's no longer needed. From the hospital's perspective, it's become a financial problem also because they're paying leases to house this excess and it doesn't feel right for them to throw it away. Right. We're trying to move out large quantities of items, um, thousands of SKUs, including equipment. And um, we're proud to say that in the last three years, the matter has saved over 5 million pounds of excess equipment and supplies from going into a landfill. Oh, wow. So in the end, it's it's pretty amazing, really. Uh, in the end, Matter 360 really impacts people, organizations, and the planet. Well, that's that's pretty darn amazing. And folks, for perspective, that, that 5 million ton number mentioned at the start, I think that would work out to, you know, like 40 to 50 aircraft carriers a year. That's a pretty big amount of waste. It sounds like you all are starting to make a dent in it, but uh, still some room to grow. Maybe for our listeners out there, for member companies, are there ways they can get involved in Matter 360 or how, how could they best help what you're doing? Yes, um, we are uh, always looking for new partners. And if there are listeners who are working for medical device manufacturers, or, uh, or other hospital groups that um, have uh, 
an issue with excess or if they have new product lines coming out and the old ones are no longer relevant and they want to find a place for those to go, then we would like to talk with them. We absolutely would like to have a conversation and talk with them about what they've got and see if it's something that we can use. And if we can, we can set up a partnership. And another way that organizations can uh, help us is if there are companies who are interested in learning more, we can share some more details about what this Matter 360 operation is all about. And we are looking for financial partners as well to help us offset some of our increasing costs that we're facing. Um, as this operation grows, we are bringing on more staff and we also have increased costs because of gas prices, for example. So transporting the goods from the hospitals to our location or using our local trucks for what we're doing, we're, we're all facing these increasing financial burdens. Indeed. Yeah, and, and folks, we'll make sure um, in the show notes we'll have contact info. But also, if you want to learn more, you can find Vicki on LinkedIn, matter.ngo for the website, or drop Medical Alley a note, we'll get you connected right away. I remember you mentioning uh, these things, these insight trips. What, what is that? Can you tell the audience a bit about what that program is? So uh, we are um, offering insight trips for businesses to send their employees, which we already are working with some businesses who have done that, um, and uh, for individuals who are interested in learning more. So we take uh, groups to Zimbabwe where we are working very deeply and broadly on in, in all four areas of our mission. And um, we offer this opportunity for people to go and learn more and see what we're doing firsthand and um, also have some fun and see the Victoria Falls, which oh, is beautiful. one of the seven natural wonders of the world, and um, have a few days on safari. Uh, these are wonderful, um, interesting experiences with people who care about how we can improve the place in which we live. And we've got plans for about a dozen trips next year already. So if, if you're interested in learning more, please reach out and we'll send you some information about them. Oh, fantastic. You mentioned the, the trucks, the logistics piece of it. Can you talk a bit about that? Like you get the materials, what are, what are you all doing with it? How is it getting from say the hospital warehouse to uh, a care provider or patients in need somewhere else in the world? Sure. Yeah, there are several important steps that we take to get um, the materials to where they're needed. So after we receive a pallet, it either is delivered by the hospital or we send our trucks out to, to pick them up and we receive them at our warehouse. And then we have trained medical supply associates, experienced sorters who find supplies for our partners some of which then is distributed to medical and nursing schools for training purposes. Oh, it's very So cool. medical doctors and surgeons can use expired supplies to practice. So even supplies beyond their expiration date can be repurposed for good. Yeah, what we can't use, we pass on to other partners, including um, many organizations and people um, who are wanting to get help now to Ukraine. And so we have um, had people who have come in and filled their suitcases with products that we've got in the warehouse. And also we have filled truckloads of products 
um, to get them to Ukraine to help with the war effort. Oh, it's amazing. It wow. really is. It's wonderful. Normally, we are not involved in um, emergency response work like this, but we have had so many passionate individuals um, who have come to us. And so because we have these supplies, we want to do what we can to help. Indeed. So we're also mining supplies to equip hospitals and clinics in other countries. And we work in about 15 different countries at any one time. And we get those things where they need to go, mainly in 40-foot containers. Hmm. It maximizes the shipping, um, but sometimes we ship via air freight in the case of um, getting supplies to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Then there's a small portion, maybe 3% of the items that hospitals have moved on that can't be used for our projects. And for those items, we find other distributors and we sell them. And this helps to fund our operations. Ah. Yeah, you also you asked about the impact, um, the impact of, of what this has had in the communities that we're working in. We know that there are thousands of stories out there about how we've helped people by our repurposing efforts. There was a case that happened about a month ago. We got a call from a doctor who works here locally in the Twin Cities, and he is from Ethiopia. And he called us because he received a call from a colleague of his in Ethiopia, and there was a patient there who needed a certain type of catheter. It was a dialysis catheter. And um, because we of our inventorying practices, we put a UPC code on everything that we bring in before it's moved out. Within 10 minutes, we were able to search through our inventory and wow. locate three of those dialysis catheters that this patient needed. And so by the next morning, this uh, catheter was on a DHL flight to Ethiopia. And we know that we helped save this man's life. Oh, that is... That's impressive. That's very cool. And I, I got to highlight something you said earlier, and I'll say to the listeners, Minnesota's nonprofit community is just truly unique. Um, you have innovative organizations like Matter, and whatever you might think about nonprofits, I guarantee you, you don't know the full picture of how advanced some of these organizations are. And so I will echo what you said of you know organizations out there, if you have equipment, reach out. If you have the financial wherewithal or resources to support and enable the mission, in the nonprofit world, we like to say no money, no mission. Um, This is one where it's very clearly having a real impact in the areas we all care about in healthcare. So something I got to ask, and so Matter's a member, why why get involved with Medical Alley? Well, I would say first and foremost, we're in the same business. Um, Our place is to serve a very specific but important need to many of your members. So um, to us, Medical Alley is is an organization with its strength in members, both big and small companies and and many in between um, who are in the healthcare industry in some way. So we value our membership as a way to increase awareness about what we're doing and also that we might be a resource for some of the companies who have excess that they no longer need. Right on. You know, in your career, you, you've been in both uh, the for-profit sector, the commercial sector, and the not-for-profit sector. I, I'd be curious, what, how would you contrast them? How are they similar? 
you know, we get asked all the time by our members about the nonprofit world. What, what's been your experience being in both now where they're similar or different? Well, I, I have been fortunate in my life to have been able to work in both um, profit and for-profit and nonprofit sectors. Uh, each has been rewarding in their own ways. Of course, a for-profit business is first and foremost looking at their bottom line and fulfilling their goals and objectives. In that way, I can see nonprofit organizations who are keenly aware of the importance of bringing in revenue in order to continue to advance their mission, that there are some similarities. Matter is a little bit different as a nonprofit in that we are uniquely entrepreneurial thinkers. And we have a business model that is really pushing the envelope to be as effective as we can and operate more like a for-profit business as much as we can within the confines of being a nonprofit. So we're constantly seeking new ways and constantly using our entrepreneurial thinking to create an operation that is going to be self-sustaining, a self-sustaining model for what we do. So we're hoping that within the next year or so, that the operations that we conduct, like Matter 360, will help us be 100% self-sustaining so that every dollar that we bring in from our donors who would like to impact the world in their way using their vision um, can go to those projects. Right on. Yeah, it's that double bottom line. You know, the people sometimes think like nonprofits, that doesn't mean non-revenue. You got to pay the bills. You got to hire staff. You got to keep the lights on. That's right. This hybrid model, it's kind of similar to Medical Alley where we have to bring members in. That's our main financial mechanism that funds doing the mission-related work and impacting the community, getting both in line, as you said, within the constraints of being a nonprofit, is the challenge, but also kind of the unique opportunity that we get presented with. Yes, it is. And I would say, you know, when I when I think about what I'm doing now at Matter, my experiences working on both sides have given me an insight into how these sectors operate, mm-hmm. and it gives me a comfort level talking with for profit for profit business leaders to find ways that. Um, they can fulfill certain objectives right. and goals by channeling some of their resources to a structured, charitable organization like Matter. Yeah, right on. And, you know, one one other thing I saw when I was researching more about Matter, because I'd been familiar with the equipment side, but then I saw on your website and learned a little bit more about Matterbox. You talk about, you know, achieving their goals in different ways, social determinants of health has become a really big thing in healthcare. Um, and often that's related to nutrition, to wellness, to homes. Um, you're playing in that world. You're impacting that world. Can you, can you tell the audience a bit, what is Matterbox? What are you doing with that? Okay. Well, Matterbox's original intent was to assist people with recent diagnosis of heart disease, diabetes, and obesity. And so the food contents that are in our Matterbox snack packs were curated with this purpose in mind. We worked closely with HCMC to curate what goes into that food packet. And the goal for us is to be part of the solution and by providing healthy food to the recipients 
and knowing that it's not going to contribute to poor health outcomes. So said another way, we, we don't want to contribute to the rising health problems that are stemming from an unhealthy diet. So when, um, when COVID hit, it allowed for mass distribution and mass exposure of the Matterbox volunteer kits. Mm-hmm. So the Matterbox volunteer kits are meant for corporations to fulfill their community engagement and employee engagement objectives. So they purchase a kit from us and we can distribute them here in the Twin Cities or we can ship them nationwide. Last year, we shipped them to 49 states. Wow. And the volunteer kits include everything that a volunteer needs to assemble 50 healthy snack packs that can then be distributed out into the community. So we have here in town, we work with about 30 partners and they include mental health clinics, the Native American Community Clinic, sports camps of all kinds who are providing um, activities and healthy food for kids in the summer months when they're out of school. Right. Cool athletic programs that are um, strongly on free and reduced lunch programs. So these are just examples of the dozens of partners that we work with throughout the Twin Cities to distribute about uh, a couple hundred thousand of those healthy snack packs annually. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I have to say one of the things I've been most impressed about as I was learning about the organization is that scale and reach that you know, Matter truly is a global organization impacting people. I mean, 49 states for the Matterbox program already. Maybe the last question I'll ask you, I'm thinking we're got six to nine more months and I won't have to ask people about this anymore, but how did the pandemic affect what Matter was doing? I mean, we've heard you talked about logistics and distribution. We know there's a lot of snarls in that. What did the pandemic mean for Matters or operations? Well, we were already repurposing medical supplies and equipment when COVID hit. Because we were doing that already, we were deemed an essential business. So we operated fully from the start of COVID. Once things were becoming more serious, we were actually distributing PPE to many of the local hospitals and um, hospitals and clinics throughout the Midwest who needed PPE right away and they didn't have it. So I would say a couple of interesting things come to mind in addition to that. Um, Our operations shifted during the pandemic in a way in which we partner with our organizations. So we used to ask for donated supplies. Now they come to us and Uh they say, please take these items. (laughs) Uh, It benefits us. It keeps us busy. And our level of activity has been noticeably higher because of COVID. There are just a lot of, um, there are tons and tons, thousands of pallets of excess PPE that can no longer be used, that we are finding new sources and new resources and other places where they can be used. So um, the last thing I'll share with you about that is, that in January of 2020, long before many of us even knew that the pandemic was coming, we received a call from a research doctor at Mayo. She called us out of the blue, asking us if we had any suits or masks or other PPE to send back to her homeland, which unbelievably happened to be Wuhan, China. Oh, wow. So we air freighted 15 pallets of these items directly to them 
in the end of January of 2020. Wow. And this research doctor knows infectious diseases. And she said to us, this is going to change the world. It's not like anything else we've ever seen. Wow. So the rest is history. Right. But we How were, right we were involved was. from the very early days of the pandemic. Indeed. I mean, I, I, I think that is a, a great place to wrap it up and just to say incredibly impressive the breadth and the scope that the organization has and the, as you described it the the entrepreneurial nature the problem solving approach now vicky thank you for taking some time out to share a bit of the matter story with us thank you it's been a pleasure talking with you i am extremely proud to be part of this organization and working with uh, this small, passionate group of individuals who are working diligently with our partners and our donors to uh, make an impact to better this world for everyone to live in. So thank you, Frank. Yeah, right on. And folks, that's been another episode of the Medical Alley podcast. If you're not already a subscriber, make sure to check us out at medicalalleypodcast.org, on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Until next time, have a great day. <laughs>